All right, this is really embarrassing. I just finished the podcast, the one you're about to listen to. I just finished it, and I went back to listen to it, and I had the wrong microphone selected. I had the computer microphone selected instead of the microphone that I thought I was talking into. So the quality of the podcast ain't going to be good this week, but it's sincere, and it's from the heart, and I think it's a decent one. So please forgive the audio. I promise it won't happen again, and let's get started with the podcast, which is going to start sounding like crap right now. I almost did not do the podcast this week, and I'll tell you why in just a couple of seconds. Thanks for joining us for another thrilling episode of Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. My name is Dave Ryan, your host for the podcast, and let's get started right now. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything based on the book. Now, I almost didn't do the podcast this week because I had a really cool episode planned and scheduled, and I had a guest and an interview because a couple of weeks ago, I decided, you know what? I want to put people on the podcast with me, and I even went out and bought two microphones and a mixer and some other things, and I had some friends on the podcast and you know, been trying to get other people on the podcast. So this past week, I was going to have somebody on that I worked with because we had a fascinating conversation last week about being introverted. And she's one of these people who is, uh, number one, she's beautiful. She's funny as hell. And she's about 26 or 28. And she's, you would never guess that she's introverted. And she was talking about going to a Super Bowl party and how she just doesn't like to go out. And she likes to stay home and she likes her alone time. And I'm sitting there talking to her. And like I said, I work with her. And I was so fascinated by this. I said, I would never guess that you're an introvert. She's like, oh, big time. And I said, because you have tons of friends. And she's like, well, it doesn't mean that I don't have friends. It just means that I don't like to go out that much. And I got her instantly. And I said, you're so good at expressing this. Let's get you on the podcast. Well, Thursday came. That's the day we were going to do it, and she was either sick or she honestly may have just decided that she didn't want to do it. But I think I'll get her on next week because it's a really fascinating uh, topic. Being introverted is something that a lot of people, I almost said, suffer from because you you think that being in, we all think that being introverted is a bad thing, and it's really not. And I think there's different degrees of being introverted. I mean, Fallon says she's introverted. I don't think Fallon's introverted at all. Uh, I think Fallon is very extroverted, but she says that she's introverted. So um, anyway, we'll talk about that, I think, next week on the podcast. Uh, so I hope things have been going well in your life. I hope that you have been, if you listen to the podcast, maybe doing a little decluttering. Uh, we did the clutter challenge where I sent everybody a book who posted a picture on the uh, book's uh, Facebook page of the Clutter Challenge, where you take a picture before and after you declutter. And the pictures were really amazing. And I sent out probably a few dozen books to people who did that. Did it again today. Uh, went downstairs to get rid of books, mostly books that I've been accumulating. I love books for the last 20 or 30 years. And I had some even that I've had since I was in high school. And uh, some I decided to save. 
Some I thought nobody wants these books. I mean, just nobody, just like old technology. Um, and I found my manual for WordPerfect 8. I said, nope, not going to donate it. No, threw it away. Some other books too that just nobody would want. And um, I go look on the, um, the Facebook page and you'll see the before and after picture of that decluttering. It feels so good. I'm not rabid about it, but definitely feels good to get some of the crap out of the house. And I found a box of cassette tapes. And cassette tapes are how DJs from, I don't know, probably the 70s on up through the 2000s stored our show. That's what we did interviews on. We would record our show on cassette tapes. And I had boxes and boxes of cassette tapes, hundreds of them dating back over the last 30 years. And I said, I'm not going to listen to these. I don't know what's on them. I don't know whether they're good. I know that they have the years on there, but it was a little bit hard for me to throw them away over the years. I thought, well, one day, you know, that's my history. I can't throw those away, but I know that my kids and their kids are never going to want to go back through and listen to every one of them. So I saved a few dozen and got rid of hundreds, threw them all in the trash, filled the dumpster up halfway or more with trash. Oh, actually, it's like three quarters of the way with trash and books and things like that. So decluttering. Hope you're trying that one. It's very freeing and uh, it's based on the book. Um, uh, well, there's the Marie, uh, what's her face? Marie Kondo, I think. Uh, but also the book Swedish Death Cleaning, which we talked about on the show, uh, on the podcast. And you don't have to uh, be near death to do it. You can be 30 and clean like you're going to die tomorrow and you don't want people to have to go through all your crap. Um, what else is new? I listened to the Ron Burgundy podcast and we were talking some shit about it a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. And I said, you know what? I don't think it's going to be very funny. And I may get in trouble for saying this, but I listened to the first part of it and there were a couple of laugh out loud moments, but the second part was painful. And, uh, I mean, I hope they recover because I, I admire our company for at least doing this, trying to find a unique podcast in a world where there are so many of the same kind of podcasts. How many murder podcasts are there? Steve does a great job with Murder Monday because it's short. Fallon found a great niche. Is it niche? I think it is for her podcast with Heartbroken. And if you haven't listened to Fallon's Heartbroken podcast, you really owe it to yourself. Go listen to some of the stuff that people just ignore when they are in a relationship and the cheating and the lies and the double lives are just freaking crazy. And check out our Heartbroken podcast. It's really good. Also, hey, I'll remind you of this later at the end of the podcast, but rate our podcast, if you will. Because if you rate our podcast, then they become more visible. So if you can, take a minute and write a little review uh, for this podcast and give me however many stars you want. And if you like the podcast, then let some friends know about it, too. All right, moving on. What else has been going on? Um, passing along some entertainment tips. Speaking of murdery podcasts. I've uh, been watching on Netflix the Ted Bundy tapes. Uh, the Ted Bundy tapes are so amazingly crazy psycho that you just can't believe it. Ted Bundy was the mass murderer, killed 30-plus women back in the 70s and 80s, and but he got away with it for so long because he was so charming, and nobody wanted to believe that this good-looking, funny, articulate, good looking, I'll say it again, guy could ever do anything like that. And he would never admit any kind of guilt. He was always like, you know, I know I'm innocent. <laughs> you know, they've got the wrong guy. 
and he would smile in court and he would smile to the TV cameras and make jokes to reporters. And, and he just seemed like, you know what, maybe he's telling the truth. But at the end, when he realizes he's going to die in the electric chair, then he starts confessing to try to save his life. So in other words, all these families that wonder where their daughter went, he thinks that, well, I'm going to start talking now so you can finally find out where your daughter went. The judge said, fuck you, and went ahead and killed him anyway. Um, and uh, I, I mean, if there should be a death penalty for anybody, it should be for somebody like that. Um, but fascinating, creepy, how there are people who can lie so shamelessly. Then I watched another one that I liked, honestly, even a little bit better. It's called Abducted in Plain Sight. Again, on Netflix, and it's crazy. It's about this family. They have three daughters, and their daughters are like 10, 12, and 14. They meet a family, and just to add to the creepy factor, they're religious, they're Mormon. And I have nothing against Mormons. That's not the point. The point is, Mormons are supposed to be ultra, you know, devout and ultra religious. And and so they were they met this other Mormon family and the dad and the mom and five kids. And they hung out together and they became instant friends and they really liked each other and their kids played together. Well, this guy that, you know, the, the guy with the five kids, um, he developed an obsession over their 12-year-old daughter, the neighbor's 12-year-old daughter. And he would come over and pay way too much attention with her. And uh, somehow the parents even let him sleep in her bed and just crazy. And you're going, why? What in the world? And then he then he kidnapped her. He abducted her. And then he, he took her to Mexico and married her. Because at that time, and I don't know whether it's still true, but in Mexico, you could marry a 12-year-old. Good God, how our society has changed. And I'm going to guess Mexico has probably changed its laws too. It wasn't it was not legal to marry a 12-year-old in the United States at the time. And um, but it was in Mexico. So he takes her to Mexico, marries her. Uh, tells her this story about how they're both part aliens and they need to breed to have a baby to save the alien race. And she believed this shit because she's 12. And it just gets crazier and crazier. Then she falls in love with them. And he's then, oh, a little bit of a spoiler alert. I don't want to spoil too much for you. The way that he um, blackmails her father and her mother into getting them to do something so shameful is just so evil. It's called Abducted in Plain Sight. And I think Fallon turned me on to that one. So there's another one. Check it out. All right. Um, going back to the uh, woman that I was going to put on the show this week, the podcast about being introverted, um, she said something that I had a discussion with her about. She said, I hate small talk. I hate small talk. I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, you know, when you go to a party, and you sit around and you talk about the weather and what you're doing for spring break and, you know, hey, how was your Christmas and, you know, stuff like that. And I said, yeah, but, you know, you have to do the small talk to get to the good stuff because nobody immediately starts talking about the good stuff right away. And she's like, yeah, I know. And I said, I read somewhere that, and this is not my quote, but I really think it's true, small talk is not so small. So that's our lesson today, if there is a little thing to talk about on the podcast, because, you know, we're always trying to learn things that'll help us and things that I've learned that I can pass along to you. And small talk is not so small. And I really like that because how do you ever get to 
a relationship or a friendship if you can't at least engage in pleasant small talk. And people say, I hate small talk. Yeah, I kind of do too. But it's important. I mean, if you go to a neighborhood party and, you know, there are going to be people there that you love to talk to who are funny and you know them, but then you want to meet the new neighbors or you want to meet somebody they haven't met before or somebody you don't talk to very often. Oh, this is my husband, Bill. Hey, Bill, how's it going? What'd you do for Christmas this year? Small talk. Oh, Bill, good to meet you. Oh, so uh, what do you do? What kind of work do you do? Uh-huh. And what are you guys planning on doing on spring break? Um, so I think if there's a lesson this week I want to pass along to you, it is that, yeah, small talk kind of sucks, but small talk is not so small. Not my quote. I didn't write that. I read it somewhere. I have always believed that. Um, tomorrow, by the time you listen to this, it will probably have already happened. Amy Klobuchar is very likely announcing her presidential candidacy Sunday. So I'm recording this Saturday night, and Sunday she's going to go out to Boom Island, and she will have, by the time you listen to this podcast, very likely already announced her presidential candidacy. So here's the suspicious timing of this BuzzFeed big story tonight. Um, And you can look it up on Twitter, find it somewhere about how Amy Klobuchar has allegedly been very abusive to her staff over the years. Mean, tirades, throwing things, throwing stacks of paper, throwing, uh, I don't know, insults and just having tantrums over them, not packing the right jacket for a trip or not using proper punctuation for something. Um, And people have cried and people have quit over her abuse and demeaning of her staff. And I think eight people wrote to BuzzFeed with samples of emails and stories about what an awful, terrible person she is to work for. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Um, Number one, there are people who are defending her and saying, I've worked for her. I think she's been great. Um, I think that there's a couple of interesting observations. One of the first things that I saw was the argument, well, if a man acted like this, it would be okay. Now, you might think that, but let me tell you why I don't like that argument. Number one, men can be assholes. I worked for an asshole boss for years, and everybody knew he was an asshole. Nobody thought, well, I mean, the argument goes, well, if a guy does that, then he's considered a strong leader, and he's uh, admirable. But if a woman does that, a woman does that, she's a bitch. Well, let me tell you, my experience is not that at all. Um, I worked for a guy who was an asshole, screamed and yelled and demeaned people. And one time I thought he was going to punch a guy right in front of me because he was so mad and his fists were balled up and his face was red. And this guy was a terrible, terrible person to work for. Um, And everybody, nobody said, but he's a strong leader. I think maybe management said he's a strong leader, but his staff really didn't like him because he was a terrible person to work for. I worked for a woman years ago who was our general manager back when I was newer in radio in my early 20s, and she was very hard-nosed. You did not fuck with her, but everybody admired her. She was friendly when it was appropriate. She did not throw shit. Now, there's a difference between being hard-nosed and firm and throwing shit and screaming people. You just knew not to fuck with her, and if she asked you to do something, you just did it. And you didn't, um, you just, you just did. Nobody thought she was a bitch. 
because we admired her because she was a strong leader and she didn't take any shit. So I don't buy, and maybe you're going to tell me that, Dave, you're absolutely wrong on this one, but I don't buy the argument that if a woman is a strong leader and shows a forceful personality, people call her a bitch. I think she gets called names if she deserves them. There will probably always be men that say, oh, who does she think she is? You know, those guys, screw them. You know what? You can't you can't win it with everybody. And I don't buy the idea that if a guy is an asshole at work, people will say he's a strong, powerful leader. Because I've experienced both. And uh, that's I don't have anything else to go on except my own experience. I Let me try to think if I worked for a woman who really was a mean person to work for. Um, I've worked with some women who were not nice. Um, and I've actually had a couple of them come back and apologize years later for their behavior when, when they worked with me. Um, and I've worked with some asshole guys too. I've worked with guys who were shifty and uh, awful people, and I should have fired them on week number two when I realized what kind of people they were. Anyway, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I would love to hear your thoughts. Do you work for a woman who gets called a bitch because she is a strong leader with a forceful personality? Or do you work with a guy who is an asshole, but people say he's a strong leader? Now, I talked to a friend of mine about this who I really admire, and I said, what do you think? She said, you know what? I work with a guy who is an asshole. People hate him. They don't like him. He's in management, but his management thinks it's cute. They think, oh, he is a forceful personality. But everybody at work hates him. Anyway, it's kind of a can of worms. What do you think? Um, but let's all go back to this. You don't have to be a mean person to be respected. I think you have to be able to learn to take no shit. But you don't have to be mean and yell and throw things. Anyway, Amy Klobuchar announcing her presidency, likely on Sunday. Moving on. I got an email that I want to read here. Uh, let me find it on the old computer box. Uh, it's from Katie Bourne. Uh, Katie Bourne did the clutter challenge, and she sent me before and after pictures. And Katie, shout out to you if you're listening. She said, I have to say, Dave, I really enjoy your podcast. Around Christmas time, you did a podcast about Christmas gifts and not guessing what someone gives you. And that's a chapter of my book. Never guess what a Christmas present is and because or any kind of a present because the story goes 30 years ago. An intern gave uh, me a present, and I could tell by the box it was a coffee mug. And I'm like, oh, it's a coffee mug. And I open it up, and sure enough, it was a fucking coffee mug. And her face just fell. You know, she probably spent like the last $5 she had to buy me a present. It was an Ohio State coffee mug. Shout out Mary Kay LeMay. And I said, it's a coffee mug. And her face just fell because she wanted to be a surprise. So don't guess, even if you're certain that it's a tennis racket, the joke goes, don't guess it's a tennis racket. I always guess it's a Velcro wallet because no way is anybody ever going to buy a Velcro wallet. Anyway, growing up, she says, um, we were not as close with my dad's side of the family as we were to my mom's side. So each year for Christmas, my dad's mom would get me and my cousin, who's a few years younger than me, the exact same gifts. We would always joke about who should open which gift first so the other would know what it is. We thought we were being funny. And we really did appreciate the gifts. But as I got older, I could uh, I could see the look of being defeated on my grandma's face. 
If I could go back and do it all over again, I definitely would. Okay, so I think what she's saying is in front of her grandma, they would make the joke, thought they were being funny of, oh, well, you open yours so I'll know what I got. And she can see the look of, you know, kind of defeat on grandma's face. Well, that's kind of sad. I'm sure grandma's probably gone by now. Anyway, Katie says, thanks for everything you do. And I hope you end up writing another book. It'll be on my Christmas list the year it comes out, if you do. Send an email to Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. Thank you, uh, Katie Bourne, for listening and for emailing. And you know what? You were a kid. We did a lot of stuff when we were kids that weren't, that wasn't so thoughtful. But as we get a little bit older, you know, we realize that it wasn't thoughtful and, uh, and it hurt some feelings. And I think all of us have hurt feelings when we were younger or maybe not so young. And we look back and we go, nah, God, I really wish that I hadn't done that or I hadn't said that or I thought I was being so funny at the time. Um, uh, I'll tell you one off the top of my head. Uh, years ago, and this is awful. I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but, you know, we share a lot of things on the podcast. I did a Christmas video. And um, it was basically a Christmas video for the radio station I worked at. And uh, there was a woman who wore a lot of makeup. And in the Christmas video, I made fun of the fact that she wore a lot of makeup. And uh, looking back, I felt so bad because I showed it in front of the staff and, and, and people kind of awkwardly tittered at that part. Um, I would have gotten fired for it today, I'm sure. And I felt terrible about it. And I look back at it and now and I just cringe when I think about that. But you know what? We were all younger. We were all not as mature, hopefully, as we are now, and we've learned a lot. So if you did something back in the day that, you know, that you feel bad about, what was it? First of all, send me uh, an email, uh, but then, you know, you kind of got to forgive yourself for it. All right. Finally, I will mention this again. If you will, go rate the podcast. We're about to wrap things up here in a second, but go rate the podcast if you will. Um, you know, whatever amount of stars you want to give me, um, uh, I would appreciate that. And if you want to leave a little review... That would be awesome too. And uh, really appreciate that one. Uh, the book is still available. Bookstores, Amazon, itaskabooks.com. Graduation season is not that far away. So if you want to start thinking about getting one for graduation, um, I don't know how close we are to being out of print. I don't know that we're close to being out of print, but I have not checked my inventory in a long time. So maybe this is a good time to, to snatch one up. Uh, also, the Kindle version never goes out of print. And uh, two more things. Uh, okay, rate. Um, Facebook is um, take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. I'll post that clutter picture of uh, the decluttering I did today. And, of course, email anytime to uh, Dave Ryan at kdwb.com. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Next week, we'll probably have a guest on. If you ever want to be a guest on the podcast, um, I'm probably going to ask that you meet me at the radio station and tell me what it is you want to talk about. Uh, I think we covered the millennial thing to death. I don't think there's really much more to talk about on that one. Uh, but if you have something else, a lesson that you've learned, and especially if you've got stories and examples, stories and examples are key to anything like this. So if you say something like, yeah, I've learned a lot about being a better person. Well, that's cool. What'd you learn? Well, I've just really learned a whole lot. No, tell me what you've learned exactly. And stories and examples. All right. Uh, signing off. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Take care.